are listening to the Pine Mountain Outdoors podcast where we cover hunting and fishing right in the heart of the Appalachian Mountains. You'll hear stories and real talk from hunters and fishermen, both past and present. Thanks for joining us, and if you enjoy listening, head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and give Pine Mountain Outdoors a follow. All right, welcome. It's November 30th. We've wound down the whole month. You know how, <clears throat> have you seen that meme where it's got, uh, like, the two guys, and it's, like, private land hunter and public land hunter, and the public land hunter looks like like he's been on crack for the re- years. The Revenant. Like, his, yeah, his hair's all crazy and stuff. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I feel, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I, have, I have hunted myself in the ground. You have. Man, I logged um I was counting up days the other day, and we've, we've all spent quite a bit of time in the woods this year. Yeah, it's, it's been a grind. Um, had a couple mishaps. I did, anyway. Um, big Cabbage busted a good one. He smoked a stud. Oh, he's still going. after him too. Oh, yeah. He got he's, his, going, he's going hard, as hard now as he was before. He, he got, uh, I guess, about three weeks ago, right before Rifle came in. <clears throat> he got he ordered a uh, XOP stand and sticks, and uh, he hung it for the first time today. And he said the stand was a little heavy carrying it in. He said I he said I'm gonna have to play around with it, you know. And he said I don't know about the weight of it and this and that and the other. But he said I tell you it's a whole lot easier to hang than I ever thought it'd be. And I yeah. said I told you if you you know all you gotta do is get that stuff and get it up and fool with it. He had him a good looking little set up. Yeah, there, yeah, like. it was a good spot. Uh, I'm tickled death. I hope he kills another one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, he had a decent one on camera there two weeks ago. Yeah, but he didn't have no brow guards. It was like it would have been a really big eight, but he had no brow guards at yeah. all. Tell me about that deer he killed. Well, <clears throat> we were. Uh, well, tell us about that hunt that day. Yeah, it was a well. It really started like the Tuesday before. Uh, I hadn't. In that area, I really hadn't got any pictures in a while. Like it had been kind of dead, and uh, I can't. I think it was Tuesday night. It was either Monday or Tuesday night. I got a couple pictures on two different cameras that are probably I don't know what three or four hundred yards apart, maybe, of the same buck, a good buck, you know. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And it, <clears throat> I, I kept getting pictures. They were all at night though, you know. And sometimes it would be. Nine ten o'clock at night some days it was like four or five o'clock in the morning so it was really kind of unpatternable in my opinion and so i kind of i i won't say i had written it off but i thought i'm not going to devote my time to that area until i get one daylight picture of him the first time i see him in daylight then i know we've got to go so uh we went to a different spot uh it had rained all night and we were on the very tip top of the mountain and it was just, I mean, insanely foggy. Well, I sent y'all some pictures that morning. I mean, yeah, I might have been able to see 30 yards, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like it was like something spooky trying to get in there that morning. And I'm not going, I mean, I'm not too far under the top of the mountain, really, where I was going to. And uh, once I dropped off the top, I had a heck of a hard time just finding the tree I was trying to get to. Yeah. Because, like, the fog in my headlamp, I could... I could just see like maybe me to you like probably driving through like, the fog like probably. 10 foot in yeah. front of me and so I'm like kind of creeping like I would take three or four steps and then kind of look around ease around to make sure I was still where I 
supposed to be instead of trying because i was afraid of like getting off in the holler one way or the other because it's a pretty narrow ridge yeah and then it gets down there and kind of flattens out <clears throat> so i didn't want to get off one side or the other but anyhow i made it to the tree and uh i got my rain gear on because it was still kind of drizzling rain and uh sat down there and it started kind of getting daylight and i mean you couldn't see nothing it was and dad was texting me like man we're are we crazy for being in here or what you know do we need to move down or this that or the other <clears throat> and i had seen the good buck in there i guess the week before and so i was i was pretty apprehensive about moving i kept thinking you know the fog's gonna lift then the deer's gonna get up on our feet and i'm liable to see this buck again so uh we sat in there till it was probably 10 30 or 11 and in that time i had got two or three pictures of that buck running does around down there at the camera and i'm like man you know well the first time the first picture i got i thought shoot i should have been sitting in that stand this morning you know and then i get another picture and i'm like dang on should we move down there you know he's he's clearly running does around should we move and then after the second one dad texted me he's like we need to get down there to that camp you know we're in that camera hunt around that <clears throat> and I'm, but I'm still like, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this fog's going to lift any time. It's going to lift. It's going to lift. And then <clears throat> by the time I got the third picture of him, it was probably 10 o'clock. And dad texted me. He said, you can do what you want to do, but I'm going down there. And so I said, well, I'll meet you at the truck. And we, we got back up and met there at the truck and, uh, went off. And I actually had to go to the house and, uh, get my tree arm for a tree stand because I was hunting on the ground in the, in the top yeah. of the mountain. So I had to go change some some gear out in my pack, and he did the same. And so I think Cam, like, you talking about camera arm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fourth yeah. arrow. Yeah. Seems like uh, we uh, we left the truck walking around one o'clock, maybe. It might have been a little earlier than that. It, anyway, it's it's kind of inconsequential. But uh, we get up there, and and uh, I kind of had my stand picked out, and I think he was kind of thinking the same thing where he was going to go which is where i would have suggested he go if he'd asked but uh we uh sat there well <laughs> funny story so when we separated and i went off to my stand he went off to his i got i was down there and it's a long walk in there so and i've told you all this before i don't know if i've ever mentioned it on the podcast so so it's a long walk in there and it's all uphill and so what i'll do i'll just wear like my pants a shirt and maybe a thin pullover you know like the kiln hoodie or something like that and then once i get to the stand i strip all the way down i change my socks my underwear uh then put my insulated like underwear on or long handles whatever you want to call them on and then my pants back on and then i start putting my heavy weight stuff on top you know my outer layer on mm-hmm. so i'm standing there i've got my boots untied i've changed my underwear but i have yet to put my insulated underwear on so I'm standing there in my with my boots untied, in my underwear, with my shirt off, getting ready to put my fresh shirt on. I had it in my hand, yeah. and I hear deer running across the top of the ridge. I'm like, holy crap, you know, yeah. <laughs> here they come, and I'm standing here half naked. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I'm scrambling around trying to get my shirt on. Well, about the time I pull the shirt down over my head, I see the deer coming. Well, <clears throat> I had already hung my gun on my pull rope. So it's sitting there on the pull rope without a shell in it. Both shells are in my pants pocket, which is hanging on my ladder and i'm like holy crap man i'm really in a predicament <laughs> so i ease up and i finally get a hold of my gun and it was easier than i thought luckily to get the shell out of my pocket and so i got the shell and i cracked the gun real easy because there's a doe standing maybe 
15 or 20 yards of me. And uh, I cracked the gun open real easy and got the shell in there and got it back shut. Well, then I hear the, the other deer coming in behind her. And I'm like, man, this is, this is insane. I'm about to shoot a deer standing here in my underwear. And uh, I guess luckily for me or maybe luckily for them, it was uh, – it was two little bucks. Yeah. And they come down, and I stood there for 15 minutes watching them little bucks run that doe around in that flat. No kidding. I mean, in my underwear. Like, they had <laughs> they they had not a care in the world for me being there. Yeah. Uh, the doe knew I was there. She looked dead at me, mm-hmm. and she was just concerned with staying away from them little bucks. And they run her around and run her around, and finally they ran off. And so I scrambled real quick and got all my clothes on and got up in the stand. But uh, after that, it was kind of – slow really i mean I, I thought that got me excited too you know i got those pictures that morning then i see them little deer running the doe around i think all right you know there's some hot does in here it's going to be a, a right. action-packed evening oh yeah and uh i don't i don't think i saw another deer till 4 4 or 4 30 mm-hmm. and uh it was uh i think the first deer i saw was another small buck um and then I seen two does way down the ridge from me, probably 120 yards or so. And then finally, about 30 minutes before dark, I see a doe coming from down in the holler. The wind had changed and got perfect for me. Yeah. Because it was kind of marginal. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just kind of marginal. Uh, and then it changed and hit me square in the face, and I said, it's on now. You know, I, I thought then that, that it was going to happen for me. And... Uh, I had texted Dad back and forth. He hadn't—I don't know that he had seen a deer all evening, maybe a doe or two, but I, I don't—I don't think that he had seen a deer. Um, so, <clears throat> anyway, I see this doe coming from from down in below me, and she works her way up to me. And the closer she gets, the more I can tell her tail stuck straight out. And generally, a hot doe—that's how they'll kind of mm-hmm. go through the woods. That that tail will be stuck straight out. And so as she works up by me. She kind of comes and hits a trail that's right in front of my stand and crosses that trail and goes on up in behind me. I'm not paying her any mind at all. I'm looking behind her. You know, I think there's got to be a buck coming. I mean, I'm sitting there. I've got my gun not shouldered but ready to shoulder. Right. Camera's rolling. You know, everything's set up just perfect. And uh, I sat there 15 or 20 minutes and nothing. And, uh, and Dad, it's funny, Dad said because – you know, it's a, there's a cell camera within 30 yards of that tree, and she walked right by it. So Dad's over there, and he sees the picture of her come by with that tail stuck, stuck out like it was. And he thought, well, Will's about to shoot, you know. And uh, so <clears throat> in the in the amount of time that I'm sitting there waiting on that buck to come up the hill, the buck that I think's there that eventually wasn't there, uh, Dad shoots. And I'm like, man, how the – you know, that, that – that deer should have been behind this though. What's he doing over there? You know, mm-hmm. but uh, so I text him and and asked. You know, I knew I, Dad's not going to shoot a small deer. You know, uh, we're we're pretty good about about uh, letting the little ones walk. Yeah. And so uh, I texted him and, and asked how big it was, and he said, "I think it's the one from this morning." He said, "But I can't really tell." He said, "But it's a good buck." You know. Yeah. So uh, I give it to. Actually, it was funny, too, after that, after he shot, the doe that that buck was following come over the hill and come right by my stand. Really? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, 20 yards of I me. Mean, I could have smoked her with a bow. Yeah. Um, and uh, she ran right down the way that other doe come from. And I don't know where the doe that had come by me before had went, 
but uh she ran right down the other way and so uh i let it get dark because you know i mean at that time of year you don't want to i knew i knew he had that under control over there and so i yeah. thought you know i'm gonna hunt this out until dark because it wasn't i mean it, it wasn't do, yeah. yeah it wasn't another 20 minutes anyways it wasn't like i was you know leaving them hanging out to dry or nothing so uh she I sat there. Up another buck too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't know. We were probably 150 yards apart, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, you've hunted them stands. You, yeah. I, it's probably 150 yards or so. Yeah. Um. So you know, that's a possibility, I guess. Or you know, another buck could have heard the commotion of the running and come over there. You never know. But anyhow, so yeah. So <clears throat> sat there till dark and didn't see anything. Started packing my stuff up and got down. And uh, when I got over there to him, man, I mean that deer. I'm I'm still not 100 percent sure that that's the deer we got pictures of that morning. Right. Like uh, it has nice some deer. it has some different characteristics than than what I could tell with the spy point pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really like them spy point cameras, but the the micros, the pictures aren't you know crystal clear. Right. Uh, unless you request the HD. So, you know, <clears throat> could have been the same buck, but uh, he said it come come up out of the holler, just trailing right behind a doe. And he said, uh, he, he said, I tell you, in the dark, these bucks will fool you. He said, uh, I started not to shoot that deer. And I said, are you kidding me? He said, yeah, I stopped him one time and thought, well, he, I don't think he's big enough. Yeah. And then he started walking and turned his head a different way. And dad's like, oh, gosh, he, he's yeah. plenty big enough, you know. So <laughs> yeah. he stopped him again and shot him. That's a good But, uh, yeah, he, uh, I like I said, it may be that same buck, but it may also be a, a deer that, uh, that I hadn't had a picture of. I'm not 100% it's, sure. It's hard to say. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially in the mountains, you know, and you got so many deer that look not the same necessarily, but very similar, mm-hmm. you know. So, but uh, either way, I mean, that's a, that's a, it was a really high quality mountain deer. And to my knowledge, that's the first big buck that he's, well, not either one of us. Well, yeah, probably either one of us has killed on National Forest. Well, no, I killed that good eight last yeah, year. Yeah. It's a good buck. It, it, it's the best buck that he's killed on National Forest that I've been with him. I'll say it that way. Um, and so that was kind of a cool little moment, you know, mm-hmm. that we got to share. That uh, that is cool. That we hadn't been able to do before. You know, we I, I we I cut my teeth and he did the same in his younger years on National mm-hmm. Forest and he drug me all over Bath and Rockbridge counties. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was cool to kind of do it at home too. You know, on yeah. our home turf. Oh yeah. And. Uh, place that we've hunted a ton this year together it was uh it was a neat experience and I, i'm i'm awful thankful for it for sure that's a good deer <clears throat> you said uh you talked about you almost got caught with your pants down no i, I got caught with my pants well, off actually uh, yeah <laughs> I, well i guess i got caught with mine down um and that was in uh i think it was the first week of black powder yeah and that, my number one, and it's a it's a weird story, but um, Dean had got a cell camera picture of our number one buck. Yeah. And uh, it, it, he got that on a Sunday, and he said, you need to get in there in the morning and hunt him. He daylight, he was in there daylight looking for right. us. And uh, I said, well, I can do that, but the problem is access. If I go in the way I can go in, it's either going to take me two hours to walk in there and I'll sweat to death. Or I'll come in and and blow everything out of there and coming through a thicket. Right, just because of wind direction. Just because it's growed up. Oh, yeah. it makes a lot make a lot of noise coming up through there. If you I come up you. there in the dark, it just you sound like a banshee running around. Yeah, but uh, 
love his heart, he got up, wasn't even hunting. He had to go to work, and he drove me to a drop-off point at 5 o'clock okay, that morning. Said, I remember now she told he, me. That. I said, he said, I'll pick you up and drop you off. So <laughs> that's a good hunting buddy. That's uh, he's a He's a darn good one now. So I said, uh, as if I thought it was going to be a good morning, it was real cool, and plenty of there are plenty of does in the area, but I sat there till four thirty that evening and never seen a deer. And of all things, at four thirty, starting to get a little bored, I pulled out my phone and got on uh, Star City Whitetails, mm-hmm. and I seen you know three or four good bucks had been killed that day, and every yeah. one of them that just seemed just so happened to say hit a grunt call and he came in. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know what. <laughs> uh, so I was sitting at this point it's hard to explain but I'm sitting on the edge of a almost like a ledge maybe a 40 yard ledge that sits above a flat on one side and a and a pretty gradual ridge on the other side mm-hmm. and uh, I'm watching with the wind in my face off this ridge above a doe bedding area Yeah, and I was like well I'll hit a grunt call I hit it three times and by the time it hit my chest I heard something bust through the ivy behind me yeah dead behind me 20 yards behind me you know wow and i just peeked over my shoulder and it was him Golly. and you talk about feeling hopeless right i knew that if i moved well i thought at the time if i moved that he would we he was going to bust out of there and we'd never see him again right and uh <clears throat> so i just sat still thinking He's going to work his way around, try to cross over and go see where that sound came from. Yeah. But the more and more I looked over my shoulder at him, the more and more I could see he was looking in that bottom he was in for the buck. Right. And it didn't make any sense to me because he was standing dead downwind from me. And I'll get that in a minute. Yeah. But he just, he walked around down there looking and he went the opposite direction i needed him to go he went way out to my left yeah i heard him get in the road and i heard an awful bunch of commotion and on the way out that evening he had i or that night i waited till way after dark to walk out but he had went over there made a scrape worked it or tended a scrape i didn't mm-hmm. know if it was there or not yeah but he mutilated a beech tree that's what i was fixing to say probably he, he, he raping a tree he, yeah. he absolutely destroyed it but going back to the how cool this was and this kind of puts into perspective the when you're hunting in a deer stand like i was high i was probably i would say 15 feet above the ground yeah on above the flat on that ledge and i dropped a piece of milkweed when he got out of there just to see what the wind was doing because i was like there's no way he didn't smell me and i dropped right. the milkweed and it went toward him but it was going straight up yeah just carried, so over it top carried of him. everything carried over top of him yep. so the deer didn't spook he's still alive but unfortunately it definitely did it didn't work out and i've still been kicking myself for that right but the, the thing <clears throat> that bothers me the most about it after um you know going back and looking at it was the sun was directly in front of me. Yeah, so he so was he, getting sun right in his eyes. He was getting sun in his he eyes. He probably would have had a little bit better chance to get turned on. Yeah, him. I'm not so sure he would have seen me right. if I'd have turned Well, on. he was – you know, it's funny It's funny that that situation happened that way because, um, you know, the big eight-pointer that I got hanging there at the house? Yeah. Uh, it was really the first big quality deer that I killed. Um, 
and we had it, it's kind of a long story but anyway I, I won't get into the details of it but so that morning i'm sitting there and uh dad was hunting up at speedy's farm and he had texted me he'd already killed a really good buck and uh, i was kind of sitting there kind of mad at myself because i didn't go with him you know i could have took a day off school and win or whatever you know and, and i didn't go but um probably probably had something to do with rachel i don't know for sure but i don't know if i should <laughs> lay that at her feet but any, anyhow so uh i'm sitting there <clears throat> and just before he had called me i was almost sure that i heard a deer uh horn in a tree around to my right i couldn't say for sure but it, it's just to to me that's what it sounded like and uh so i grunted like one like not long grunt just like a semi-aggressive grunt just one time and uh directly after that grunt dad called me to talk you know he was going to tell me the story of his deer and i'm sitting there talking to him on the phone and lo and behold that that big eight pointer comes right around the hill to me and like i said you know it's just and <clears throat> so i was sitting probably i was on the ground and i wasn't 30 yards above him on the hill but he was looking in the flat out to my left because he thought that's where that that uh grunt came from he had no idea in the world i was even there and it's just funny that pretty much your buck did the exact same thing like he was looking where he thought that grunt came from as opposed to looking at you right you know yeah i i wish i had a time machine I yeah that. yeah you know yeah. hindsight's always twenty twenty, but but he he is a good buck and he's like i said he's he's still alive um funny thing about that deer and me and dean have kind of been talking about it is we think he is a you know how we talk about some deer have personalities mm -hmm. we're, we're pretty sure that this deer is a bully of, oh, a, yeah. of a buck yeah and the reason we say that is so last year we started seeing during the rut. We started seeing a bunch of uh, a bunch of bucks with their racks broke. Yeah, like one side rack broke, the right. other side of the rack broke. And this year, so the place that I'm talking about is there's probably six or eight bucks that are not spikes. I'm talking six or eight that are at least an eight pointer or bigger. Yeah, and we run quite a few cameras in there and this buck is the only buck that stays on this one main ridge the other bucks are completely on the opposite end of the property yeah and um i think that this buck runs the other bucks I, off. I think he's just, just a bully running them off and i believe after i hit that grunt call he came in like he did because to run was, that buck to off. run that buck off yeah and that's the only reason I think it worked, but right. Um, anyway, and you know, it's, it's the chance you, you didn't spook him. No, he's, so the no. chances are, I mean, the same strategy with the right wind and the right setup would work again. Yeah, you know, it's just getting the getting the intel and getting the pictures. Then I you got to go after him, you know. And we, I was talking, and and he doesn't feel the same way as I do. He thinks this his opportunities are getting smaller and smaller to kill the deer because he thinks it's going to have to be deer in a rut. But yeah knowing what we know now about that deer i think we've narrowed down where his core area is right i think we can get in there when the rut is over yeah and i think it'd be a heck of a late bow spot uh, right because we've 
we've pretty much narrowed down his travel corridor. Yeah. And if we get in there with the right wind, I think somebody will kill him. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyhow. Speaking was, of late, Bo, I was thinking the other day, this is totally off topic, but how nice would it be? And there's going to, this is, this is going to probably step on a few people's toes. How nice would it be if from next Saturday until January whatever was bow only again? Yeah. How many bucks, how many deer's lives would be saved? And how, how would that bolster our population in the state? Not that we necessarily have a shortage. I, if, you know, if you if you're on Facebook and you look at Star City Whitetails or uh, Virginia Wallhangers, there's, there's been some absolute bucks. monsters killed in the state. Yes, good bucks. But for me, mm-hmm. because I love bow hunting, and I know you love bow hunting, yeah. it would it would uh, 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 that Kentucky model would yeah. like really excite like me. One buck, uh, one buck wouldn't hurt my feelings. But I, I feel like that if you shortened, it, not necessarily shorten your gun season, leave your three weeks of gun season, and you could even leave them where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take the take your last month of muzzleloading, which I love muzzleload, I love black powder, but take that and make it bow only again. That way you've got two full months of bow only in the state. I think it would... Yeah, I mean, it would tickle me to death. I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that that would definitely turn their nose up to that, yeah. but not not this guy. No, I I I'll be honest with you. I bow hunted more during black powder than I did black powder hunt. Yeah, I I just enjoy it. And some of the and that doesn't have some of the places I hunt. I have to use a bow. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things for me, like. There's some stands that I can, I mean, other than just preferring to carry my bow sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm better off to carry a gun uh, when it's, you know, gun season or black powder season. Um, but I, it just wouldn't hurt my feelings to have more bow season and less firearm season. And that's probably, it's probably a little bit, of a selfish thing but you know i'm entitled to feel how i want to feel i guess yeah i mean <laughs> listen i'm on the same page with you yeah i think that um when you look at west virginia and kentucky it's hard not to want more bow hunting and for me one buck only and and in this county and the surrounding counties about seven or eight doe tags yeah some i, I don't know Maybe private land doe tags. Pri- I, yes, that's what national forest. I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't seen a pile of does on national forest at any time this year. But as I left the house just a minute ago, there was fourteen does in my field. Yeah, fourteen. That's, that's what we're running into. And we may, and I talked about this on the last one. Um, thirty plus does on a twelve or thirteen acre track. Yes, yeah. a lot of deer. Oh yeah, but it paid off, and I told you, I told I know I told you all, and I told Dean a lot about it. That eventually one of those does was going to bring some bucks in. Right. But I'll tell you what I noticed, and um, it's it's, I I noticed it more this year than I did last year, with the number of does that was in there. 
is the bucks that came through that area during mm-hmm. the rut, cruising, chasing, whatever, yeah, were gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah, you had to be there when they were coming in. Yep. I got a really nice deer who came in. My goodness, on the only day that I worked that week. <laughs> And was, standing, always had and was standing 20 yards. It's I, no joke. I, I can I range find the camera and it's 20 yards in front of my, where my deer stand is. Golly. And he was probably 140 inch buck, 140 inch. Nine yeah. Corner. He's a, big, yeah, he's a big nice deer. deer. And, um, but he was there and he's gone. Yeah. No more pictures of him on anywhere on the property. Last year he stayed there for two weeks looking for does. Wow. We hunted him for two weeks this year. He's in and gone. Right. We counted close to ten different bucks that, that came through that property, through it. but they were there and gone. And none of them are living there. That's what's that's what's wild, yeah. you know. Like they're you're holding all through. those does and you're not holding any bucks. So I think that that makes it a lot easier for a doe a buck to pick a doe up. Yeah, it's easier for him to get in there and lock down with when one. there's so many. Yeah, yeah. He just comes in and there's finds no, a hot one. No, comp- there's no competition for him to run around and search for one. Right. But um, it paid off for me on um, the deer that I killed with the rifle. Um, that's a funny story on this t- on this hunt. But uh, this deer was a the first year we seen him was a seven pointer twenty 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 one and twenty two he was a tight rack ten pointer. Mm-hmm. I passed on him <laughs> as a tight rack ten pointer. <laughs> I probably side, I note, should, side, side note should have shot him because he was bigger. <laughs> side note, he sends me a picture of this deer. We're both sitting in the stand. And he sends me a picture. So I just let this buck walk, and I said, "You've lost your mind, buddy." Yeah. But uh, passed on him. Passed on him again in twenty two. He didn't. Uh, I don't. Well, I say passed on him. Seen him, and he could. It would have been a marginal bow shot. Yeah. Um, but we let him go. Um, and didn't get a picture of him all year this year. And I was going to go hunt a different place and was running a little bit late because, um, you know, shameless plug here. <laughs> I didn't have time to make coffee, so I stopped at McDonald's and got me a thermos of coffee filled oh, up. Oh, and right. uh, so I got up, sat in a spot, and I hadn't even hadn't put my tripod out, nothing. And... <laughs> I sat back. I was just watching the morning. Had a cup of had, had done poured me a cup of coffee. <laughs> was sitting there drinking it, and uh, right at daylight, I think it was. It's right at seven o'clock when I texted you all. Yeah. Um, and I seen a doe come. I seen a deer at the time. It came running out of a clear cut. And what you mentioned about that doe when when she seen you over him at the. When you when your dad killed that when you had your pants down yeah yeah so I see the doe and I'm looking down over the hill at her and she come, and I'm right above a deer trail right I know she's either going to hit a bench road or she's going to come cross over the top where I'm at yeah and she comes right at me right and I look behind her and I can see kind of like what your dad said it's it's an I can see when I seen him I said that's a shooter I seen how tall I said I'm going to shoot that I knew immediately I was going to shoot him right and she come right to me and bust made me out like anything. I mean, she yeah. stopped her run and started doing that front leg stomp walk. I mean, she was still walking, but she was stomping, stomping time, as yeah. she was walking. Well, then she, no kid, turned and looked over her shoulder and then kept coming right to me. Yeah. 
at like she's saying. You were much less of a threat than he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and he came 30 yards, just drilled him. Yeah. And uh, I, I at that point, I, th- I think I texted y'all and said, I shot a pretty good one. I don't, I don't think I've seen this deer before. Yeah. And he, I waited about 15 or 20 minutes and walked down there to him. And I'll tell you, when he went off the hill, he went plumb to the bottom and buried his head up in the leaves. And I got down there close to him. I was like, man, that's a big old body deer. Yeah. And I thought it was a deer we called, uh, I think we called him Tiny or Junior or something like that. Yeah. Junior. And he was a, about a 220-pound eight-pointer, but he had a real tiny rack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I hope that ain't him. <laughs> and I got down there to him, and it was a, we called him a tight rack 10, but he was an eight-pointer. Yeah, you can definitely tell by characteristics. I, I hadn't seen him in personal just a while ago, but looking at the pictures and then looking at him now yeah like there's really cool. it, there's really no question it's pretty cool kill a deer that you, you've seen for that much that history with yeah. yeah so i'm guessing him he's so tw- i'm thinking in 2020 he was probably two and a half 21 yeah. three and a half 22 four so i think he's probably five and a half yeah um just by looking at the pictures um dean thinks so too dean yeah. looked at his jaw and everything um but so here's the kicker to this. Here's what I, I got my adrenaline up twice. So I get to the bottom where this deer, I mean, he's probably, he ran maybe 50 yards down the hill and crashed at the bottom. Yeah. I'm sitting there with him after this doe has finally went off. Took her forever to, yeah. to leave. She didn't blow, but you could tell she was on fire hot. Cause right, she, was, she, she just was, didn't know what the heck she was didn't going know on. what to do. Yeah. She had wild eyes. <laughs> and I have hunted a lot, and I've never heard a deer make the sound of a can call. Yeah, you're telling me that. And I was sitting on that bench road down there. I was taking a few pictures of this deer, and I just texted Dean to get some help. And uh, I heard, yeah, and I was like, that's a doe bleat. Yeah. Well, she goes off into the thicket, and I'm sitting there taking some pictures, kick back. I think um, I called Russ, mm-hmm. or, or texting Russ, and I heard, and i thought oh my goodness she's yeah. picked up another buck yeah and you can kill two deer on private in virginia and i thought man i'm gonna sit right here right she's gonna run another one right well out didn't to dean me. tell you to sit down beside him or something i like was that. sitting right beside the deer <laughs> i was sitting right beside of it that's crazy i had his head propped up on a shooting stick i yeah. thought man this might work out <laughs> got, i got right. a real decoy right, right. but uh so i watched her through uh the scope and uh, she she skirted the edge of that clear cut, and she did pick up another. Pretty, he was a big body deer. I never could see his rack, but he, yeah. she picked him up and went over the top of the ridge. But I could hear him grunting for forever, huh. and he was just He's right on her. Then. Yeah, she was hot. And, wow. Uh, but we got her, got him out and tickled death. He went downhill. I was telling Will, he went downhill from um, the last two years. He was bigger as a tight rack ten pointer. Yeah. His G twos may not have been as long, but he had. I don't think so. Especially that one. It's that's a long G two. It's a little bit more mass, but he scored on the low end of. And I say it. I didn't. I kind of went on the underneath of the measurements, the low end of the measure, and he was 127 inches. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm tickled death just to. Oh yeah, for sure. He was an older. I wouldn't. I'm not upset with him at all. It tickled me to death. Right. But. uh, well, that's what you hear Nathan Killen talk about a lot, too. Is like, Man, that dude that, killed a giant. Oh, yeah, he killed a stud. But, like, he, he talks a lot about not so much score, but older age class deer. Yeah. And that's that's really what I pride myself in killing. Because that's, you know, I mean, 
I won't say any Joe Blow, and I don't mean to like downgrade or whatever, but like little bucks just aren't as smart. You know, yeah. they're not as weary. And yeah. I've they, got a lot of videos of some uh, small bucks, and we all—I mean, I think we all got a lot that yeah this year that have been pre-rut. I mean, they're coming in from downwind, and, right? You know, a lot of it. You're like, I was real surprised that a few deer. Uh, I mean, that, I had a real tight rack eight pointer at three steps from my base of my tree, just yeah. walking around, right? Thinking, <coughs> excuse me, there's no way that a mature buck would. Right, yeah, they just yeah. don't do that, and it, you know, and that's why, like I said, that's just kind of why I pride myself on mm-hmm. on killing those older age class I mean, deer, regardless of score. You know, I yeah. could I could care less about their score, but if it's a four and a half, five and a half, six and a half year old deer, mm-hmm. I feel like I've really done something. You know, when you shoot a deer like that. Yeah. Well, we thought that deer was dead. But we back thought. to Nathan Killen. Yeah, that too. is an absolute giant. <laughs> My gosh. 170 <laughs> inch, 170 and so many yeah, sections. Three eighths maybe or something like that. But What a monarch. Oof. And I will tell you, at just looking at the picture of the deer, what's he, a mainframe eight-pointer? Eight or ten. I think he's an eight, though. Yeah. The mass. And, and it's, it's not unbelievable. If he was a ten-pointer with tines like he has, 200 he inches. 200 inches. Yeah. Easy. But just a massive deer. It dwarfs him almost whenever he's wearing it on yeah. his back out. Yeah. Um, beautiful, almost cedar color rack. Yeah. Gorgeous deer. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people talk about once in a lifetime bucks. That's that's a once in a lifetime and, deer. And he had, a, I think he had a lot of history with that deer. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he did. Sheds and stuff. So, uh, congratulations, Nathan, on that. Um. So getting it we'll wind we'll start winding this down but um to recap a little bit on two things um and this is just i'm gonna say my opinion on it and we'll we'll get will's opinion on it but rut activity we'll just say for this area Mm -hmm. the there were so many days that i was getting you know we were hearing hey there's a buck chasing a doe here there's a buck chasing a doe here yeah and at that time I, that i was in the woods i was they weren't necessarily chasing deer yeah it wasn't there were small bucks harassing does yeah N- not not wide open after them and right i think that term chasing the deer ch- bucks chasing does that phrase gets thrown out quite a bit when yeah. really it's they're more like they're harassing the doe I, I take it more as like a relative term yeah you know yeah. but as far as bucks chasing does, as in, hunter, you know, wide open, tongue hanging out, soaking wet with sweat. Yeah. Um, and and this deer right here makes me think that too, because he had not burned hardly any fat off of him. Yeah. He was he had a lot of fat on him. When yeah. we skinned him, we both said I, we couldn't. We said, well, he's not even been chasing does longer than a day or two. Right. He was just still had too much fat. But I'm thinking that the rut for this area. Like the best rut activity started probably the day, the weekend, the two or three days after rifle season started. Probably. I would say it's pretty safe. Cause, like, the way I generally would judge that is not so much by what I'm seeing either on my cameras or, or mm-hmm. you know, just in, being in the woods. A lot of times, especially like when dad killed that deer, I always like to take a look at their, uh, tarsal glands no not no not the oh, tarsal okay. glands but 
I'm uh, their penis, right? Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, a, a deer has a sheath, mm-hmm. kind of like a horse does. Yeah. And so a lot of times, if they've been breeding a lot, there'll be no hair whatsoever oh, yeah. in that area. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the first things I checked on Dad's <laughs> deer is to see if he's been breeding. Matt Slip is going to love to hear this. Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's a big fan of your. I mean, there's, there's absolutely nothing scientific about it. Yeah. Nothing at all scientific right. about it. It's just something that I always check because I have killed deer before that are like have almost rubbed blisters yeah. on their skin there, That's, and I yeah. killed like that deer that Dad killed. He there was, I mean, it was still covered in hair, mm-hmm. you know, just white belly hair. Yeah, and so you can tell for sure that that deer's not bred much. He's mm-hmm. probably bred some does, but he's not bred a lot. Yeah, um, and so that that's kind of what I look at, and you know, because the bucks will start their tarsal glands will start stinking, uh, generally sometime around the end of October, regardless of what the does are starting to do. They kind of like generally you got that one doe that that comes in a little bit or starts smelling a little bit. That's when the buck the bucks like it's like a light switch for them. They just start, and but the does are a little you know they kind of come in a little slower and a little uh, more gradual, I guess you could say. But when it's on, it's on, and I, I unfortunately have not seen that yet this year to where they're just wide open. I will tell you the the past um, – so I, the, obviously that deer I shot, he was he was in – that doe was in and they were after. Right. Um, um, I'll tell you about – so two days ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think I talked to you about this, but this is probably – Within a mile of my from my house, I left to go to work. Mm-hmm. Right out the road here, not more than a just right over here at the neighbor's house. Yeah. The doe come busting up out of the draw. I seen her; she's running. I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I slowed way down, and right on her tail was a real nice eight pointer. Really, he never was. He never broke stride. Just run, jumped across the road, kept chasing her. Huh. We um back behind work. We seen. Seven does in a field back there with a really nice eight pointer. Hmm. Um, he left by himself. He went off by himself, maybe with another doe over in a thicket. But while he was gone, another smaller eight pointer came out of the field, and he looked like almost put you in mind of a bull elk herding up cows. Oh, really? Circling he was around, circling all, and he was nose on the ground, just like bumping everyone he could find in there. Wow. Um, and that was a couple of days ago. I get home that same day, put my car in park, and I, I'm on the phone with Dean saying, man, I think they're just wide open right now. Yeah. And I walk to my mailbox, and I hear my dog bark, and I look up, and there's a six-pointer running 100 miles an hour across my front yard. <laughs> splits my front yard, splits the house and the vehicle, comes yeah. right by me at the mailbox. <laughs> just burp, burp, burp. And just jumps over the road and keeps on a trucking. That's wild. And I was like, man, what a week to have to work. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, but uh, that was just my take. I, I think, but again, and you you hit on something too about cell cameras there, that not what you're getting on camera. Sometimes I think it's the lack thereof pictures Yeah, that tells you something else is happening. Yeah, and that's another thing I've noticed, like especially the last two days probably, is I'm getting a lot more does back on my camera mm-hmm. and so that tells me that there's at least down. that group of does there is kind of winding out today this morning on my way to work i got a text that there was a big buck spotted in the area up yeah here. 
and said it was out in a field with a couple does. So I rode up, got my binoculars and rode up and watched it. Mm -hmm. And I watched him for 20 minutes and he was, he was a decent deer, probably three and a half year old eight pointer. Yeah. Um, the, he's not the, he was not the biggest deer in that area, but I think that, um, the, I do know that the guy that hunts that area, he just killed two really nice deer in there. Yeah. And that might be the king of the woods now. Yeah. But he was with a couple does, and he wasn't, he was probably 50 yards away from them. He wouldn't let them out of his sight. Yeah. Uh, a spike came in, and a spike came in, and the does kind of took off out of there. And that buck just was, he was behind the does a good way. Maybe yeah, 50 yards. Hanging with, them. hanging with them. Yeah. And the spike kind of came along with him and he would turn at him every so often but yeah. he never would be aggressive with him right. or anything just kind of bumping him off <clears throat> yeah so i don't know if that's saying it's kind of winding down i think if it had been i think you're going to see a little more cruising mm-hmm. in the next i think probably three weeks i think i think next weekend which will be around the eighth right mm-hmm. i think and this is just totally opinion i think around next weekend late next week to next weekend you're going to see that second wave mm-hmm. of estrus start yeah, coming in later does <clears throat> right and right now you've kind of got the bucks that aren't with a doe they're they're searching yeah they're looking for that next doe that's going to come in and that's probably what you saw yep. is he he could smell that they're, they're starting a little bit but he wasn't wide open after. right they'll come in in a couple of days and one of those does will stand for him the um and I know I've said this before, but we're cl- we're getting to be to the second. So I, I I know I've told y'all, but I don't like the rut hunting. It's not my favorite time to hunt. Yeah, especially if you're hunting. I don't. It's let me. If we're going to go hunt a big old track of national forest and just pile in an area, right, a place I'll, we hadn't been to all year. That's like, my kind of like what we did Saturday. Yes, I love. That's one of my favorite type of hunts we do just yeah. a big bunch of us go in pile yeah. in there and hunt all day but if i'm hunting a specific deer the rut is my worst nightmare oh it's your worst enemy because that deer is because you never know where he's gonna never. be never he can show up two neighbors over three neighbors over. right prime example from where we're hunting at mm-hmm. to dad's house is what would you say air miles five or six five miles or six air mile. that's as the crow flies so you take mountain miles, you're looking at probably double that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm almost 100% certain that Dad has the same picture of a – it would have been an eight-pointer, but it has no brows behind his house and down there where we're hunting at now. I'm almost – I mean, you, I've, I've looked at the pictures side by side, and if there's a difference, I can't tell it by a trail camera picture. Well, it's uh, but anyhow, that just that reiterates my fact. I love hunting that pre-rut. I, last week October, mm-hmm. first week of November, and we're getting to be to my second favorite, yep. which is that later type of rut, that yep. second fa- late does coming in, and whenever they start hitting that late season food source, yeah, and this year. We're, we're pretty fortunate where we're at. Other areas of the region, not so much. Yeah. But I, I know where I'm at anyway on some of this private is there is still loads and loads of good acorns. Mm-hmm. Um, probably still going to be pretty good for them to eat within the, for the next three or four weeks. Yeah. 
I think anyway. But um, I've hit a got a few places picked out for that, and I think I like I was talking about that deer earlier. Mm-hmm. I believe once the rut's over, those bucks get rested up and back in their home range. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that is when uh, we'll start seeing some more deer get killed. Yeah, the yeah, deer for that, sure. The deer that I showed you that came from the lease that you'd seen already. Yeah, that deer. Um, they'd had him on picture early season. Yeah. On camera early season. Then they'd had a few more pictures of him early and then he's gone. Right. Well, then he comes, he gets killed there a couple of days ago. Two days ago. To me, that tells me two things is that obviously that's his home range and two, Mm. he's back. Right. So he's done being out. Yeah. He's, uh, he's sowed his oats. He's, he's he's coming home to roost. Right. So, (laughs) You can start to, I think you can start to hone back in on those core areas. Yeah. And if you've got a good food source, that's even better. Right. I think you get back to the early season type tactics. Right. As hunting the. I think we're probably three weeks, two weeks, two to three weeks away from that. Yeah. Uh, We've still got this weekend and next week and next weekend, I think. And maybe maybe a, a few more days after that. They're still gonna. I'm I, I'm focusing mostly on rut sign scrapes yeah. and rubs and things like that. Uh, you know, hunting the does and staying uh, with those does, looking for the bucks that are that are looking for those does kind yeah. of thing. So, I think uh, it's a good stopping point, but. Uh, Guys, season is winding down. We got about a month and a week left. Yeah. So we're uh last two days of gun season coming up we'll tomorrow pick, and Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be a good weekend if the rain will hold out and yeah. We'll pick up the uh we're gonna do a pretty good podcast on in December. Uh go over uh what our each of us what our favorite pieces of gear were this year, do a little review on that. And uh Talk about that new Matthews lift. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we all got the chance to shoot that today. I got one set up a couple weeks ago. I actually plan on hunting with it some uh, next week. I and hope mine's in next week. <laughs> if you <laughs> do get so it, bad. If you get it in, we'll get it speed set up. Yeah, for you anyway. we'll get, yeah. Uh, fast shooting bow for sure. Uh, if you're local, go to Beverly's down in Coburn and uh, shoot one of those. You will not be disappointed. Nope. Uh, I think he's got a couple of demo bows. Pretty cool that they have the Mossy Oak Bottomland Camo. Uh, it's a good-looking bow. I picked up the Earth one. Uh, I think Will's looking at an Earth or a Bottomland or a Green. Yeah. And, uh, man, good shooting bow. So uh, draw cycle's a little bit different. Uh, man, you can tell a difference in the speed. That is for oh, sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. So. Guys, good luck to you. If you're killing deer, send us some pictures, and uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Got anything else? That's about it. Good luck out there and be safe. See you next time. See y'all later.